This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the all-star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. It's time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. We're going all pitchers here. It's great that Mike Fires has re-signed with the ball club. We'll catch up with Jesus Lazardo. How was his offseason? And the new fireballer, Trevor Rosenthal. But we're going to start with the veteran first. Remember, we always talk about it. When you look at Mike Fires as an A, he's 26-9 and 15-4 and at the Coliseum. Here's Mike Fires. Mike, it's good to see you, and it's great to have you back with the Athletics. Like I said, it's good to be back here in Oakland, and, uh, you know, I love it here, so, you know, it's just a perfect spot for me. You know, the one thing that we've talked about a lot this offseason when talking about bringing you back, and I love to bring up the number, all Mike Fires does is win baseball games for the A's. You're 26-9 and nine in the white cleats. What has it been like for you to be here in Oakland, you've dominated at the Coliseum just to pitch for the A's, and, and the record speaks for itself. Well, I think the the team speaks for itself. I think, um, you know, having the confidence going out there with those guys behind me, it just makes it so much easier to have confidence and throw a bunch of strikes and just trust that my defense is going to work behind me and make plays. So um, as long as I'm, you know, not walking guys and keeping up, in the game I feel like you know our defense and our bats uh, end up winning the game so what was this spring like or I should say what was this offseason like for you after just a weird 60 game I mean you had a spring training then you shut down and then it was summer camp and then 60 games so when you sat back and reflected what was this offseason like for you uh, for me it actually felt pretty long just because you know uh, somebody that's you know, pitch full seasons, you know, for so many seasons, like it's, it just felt like you had so much more time and uh, only pitching a two month season felt really short for me. Um, usually off seasons do go fast, but for this one, it just felt a little bit longer and uh, I felt like I had more time to recuperate and, you know, get my body and arm back and I feel great, you know, coming into the spring. So it might've helped a guy like me, which I'm used to pitching, you know, you know, 170, 180 innings and um, kind of gives my arm a rest a little bit, kind of get back to where um, feel it a little bit more fresh coming in the spring. Yeah, that, that's kind of been the big question. We had Scott Emerson recently on the program. It's like, did this short season help guys? Did it hurt guys? You know, because as you said, you're used to taking the ball every five days, throwing a ton of innings. I mean, that's what you're used to. That's your routine. So mm. you believe the, the shortened season and really – this in the end is going to help a guy like you. Yeah. Like me, I, I think a hundred percent where I'm at in my the stage of my career and, and what I've been doing, I just think the, um, 
the extra rest and not putting as many innings just one time. I mean, it's, you know, just a weird season and not to throw, you know, 180 innings, I think it's huge. So um, for me, I, I think it's just going to help me in the long run. Um, you know, I, not that I wish for only a two month season, but it, you know, you got to take the positives when you can. And I think uh, the innings, the innings thing will definitely help me out. Um, like I said, my arm and body, mind, everything. So, um, but I'm glad to be back in spring. I feel like um, it wasn't short at all. And um, I had my time to get ready for the season. So like I said, I'm ready to go day one and I, I felt great in my bullpen. So I'm just excited. Even a veteran like you, you've been around this a long time. Just what does like the first day of spring mean to you? It's the same. Like first day of school, you see new kids, uh, new guys coming in. Um, you know, with the additions we made, I mean, some some really good ball players uh, to fill in with the guys that we we ended up losing. So um, guys that we're familiar with playing against for years, and guys that we've had trouble, or me personally, have had trouble with, especially with Andrews at the plate. Um, couple arms I mean we we really um you know I think we did a great job and um put the team together where you know we don't have any excuse to lose I mean we we got to keep you know pushing the gas pedal forward and um you know hopefully get to that uh world series that we've all been talking about for the past couple years yeah we had Elvis on the program I was just mentioning this to Jesus that you know Elvis is thrilled to be here because he knows he has a chance to win and I think that's, you know, your group having won 97 games two two straight years, winning the division last year. It's do you get that sense in the clubhouse? This is the time. This is the time this group is really ready to step up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the years past, I mean, it's it's we're been, we've been in similar situations. I think, you know, experience goes a long way. So, you know, those those young guys that have pitched the past couple of years and did a great job for us. It's just another year of experience. Um, you know, but not saying that, uh, you know, adding Andrus is going to, you know, put us over the top. I mean, but it's just another, like, veteran player. I mean, he's he's, a, he's been solid for so many years. I mean, he does everything around. But, you know, losing a guy like Simeon Hurts and, and guys that have been, you know, leading this team. But, you know, when you add a guy like that, that's, you know, yeah, I can see him being a leader. Um, I mean, it's just huge for us. And, you know, he knows where we're at in, you know, the stage of the A's. And we're trying to win. Um, he's been seeing it for the past, you know, years on the other side. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear that he's, you know, happy to be here. I'm sure he, he is happy to be here and wants to win. So, um, he fits into a you know perfect spot. You know, this has been a really bizarre off season and we've just been waiting and waiting. And, you know, when you're doing a show like this and there's not a whole lot of action going on, it's just like, when are we going to see guys sign? Just how strange was it, especially from the A standpoint, that all you guys signed so close to spring training when we're used to everybody being signed around the winter meetings? <laughs> That's a tough question, man. It's, 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 it's tough being a free agent now. I mean, uh, plain and simple. Um, but, you know, I think for me, I, I can't speak for too many guys. I don't know what they're, they're what they were talking with, but uh, I've always wanted to come back here to Oakland. I felt like this was, you know, my favorite spot I've, I've ever I've played in in my four teams and I feel most at home uh even though it's been the furthest away from home I played and um you know you've just been around 
been around so many guys, so many good personalities, so many good people and um, guys that, like I said, guys that want to win and, uh, you know, have the ability to, um, to win. So uh, it's, I love playing here. I love the fans. I love everything about this organization, um, especially a manager like Bob Melvin that, um, you know, doesn't put up with, with losing and, um, you know, kind of that steady baseball. He wants everyone to play at their top level and, you know, I think that's what drives me and pushes me to be better. Yeah. How nice is it going to be to actually pitch in front of fans again? Yeah. Uh, I think Bass, Chris Bassett said it, you know, last year, I think, you know, we all took it for granted. Um, you know, he said in an interview, you know, about the fans. I mean, sometimes you don't really think about it because you're used to just them being there, but I think they're a huge part of this game. Uh, I, I definitely agree with Bassett there. Um, and especially a guy like me, I think I thrive with fans. I think, um, you know, even on the road, you know, you know, if you're being booed or, you know, cheered at home, I think both ways you, you take it a certain way and you, and you use it as fuel and uh, to go out there and pitch. So I think, uh, you know, having fans is, is huge for us. You know, when I think of someone like yourself or Yasmero Petit, and I think about the veterans uh, on this staff, just how important you are for guys like Jesus Lazardo and AJ Puck and the and these really and these young relievers. How much do you take it upon yourself to, to be that veteran guy to help these young guys learn the ropes on and off the field? Yeah, I, I mean I'm I love being that type of type of guy where he can look up to me or uh, ask me any question. I mean I'm I want to do nothing but you know help these guys and um, you know push them to be better pitchers and have them succeed in their careers. So. Um, it's fun watching them pitch. I mean, you know, I'm, it's kind of funny that I'm helping them with the stuff they have, but, you know, just a, as a knowledge and, and experience part, um, you know, I like to help out any of these guys. And you said it like use has been around for so long. He leads by example. He does everything the right way. Um, I mean, just to have a guy like that in your pen with the, the innings and the appearances he, he puts up and then to also have, you know, the, the person he is in the clubhouse. I mean, it's just huge for everyone, uh, even for a guy like me. You know, I love having you surround. I'm glad he signed back, and um, I think it's just going to be a fun year. Yeah, we're glad that that uh, the two of you signed back because what you guys mean to the staff is absolutely huge. It's great to see you. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see you in person soon up in Oakland. Be well, be safe, and uh, continue to help grow these young guys because uh, we think this is going to be a special year. I think so, too. Thanks for having me on. Well, we checked in with Jesus Lazaro to see how his offseason was and his throwing partner, A.J. Puck. So we got a scouting report on A.J. from Jesus. Here's the left-hander. Well, I got to tell you, it's pretty cool to see you on a Zoom. How how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, healthy, happy to be here, excited to get the year going. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. What was the uh, offseason like for you? Um, a lot of golf, a lot of workouts, a lot of hard work, focusing on pitching mechanics. Um you know, getting the body where I needed it to be. Um, me and AJ Puck were living down in South Florida, so spent a lot of time together playing a lot of golf, um, a lot of video games, just hanging out at home, uh, quarantining. Well, I got to tell you that this spring, obviously, we were just joking about it off air. Uh, this spring's starting out a lot better for you. You're able to not be in a hotel room quarantining, and you're able to get out and work on your stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm glad to be back out here. Um, you know, last year, the spring training 2.0 had a little rough go around at the beginning. So I'm glad to be healthy and, and ready to go from the start. What for you was your main goal this offseason? Like, like, what was the main thing for you to work on? My main thing was definitely get my slider back to what it was um, in the minors. And then when I got called up in 2019, 
Uh, I felt like I just got away from it. My arm slot dropped a little bit last year, and uh, I made that adjustment, fixed my breaking ball, and I think, you know, we're back on track. So it, it was arm slot, was a little bit grip too? Like, like what did you do? I was all over the place, honestly. Um, you know, my arm slot dropped a little bit last year, and then also the grip. I was just switching grips every game, just trying to figure something out. So I just went back to what it was, um, just threw it enough to where I got a feel for it. Um, and, you know, now now it's back to where it was. Isn't that crazy how you have such success with a pitch and it kind of gets away from you? And, and, and you think about what you're working on the bullpen before you go out to the mound and to think that any by any game by game, you're 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 fixing stuff that you don't need to fix. It's such a weird thing for a pitcher. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I feel like it happens to a lot of guys, you know, we get in our heads and, and we say, you know, let me try this, make it better. And then all of a sudden you lose feel for a pitch. So um, I think that now it's just trusting what I have, you know, trusting that it's good enough and it'll get guys out and, uh, you know, just go with it. You know, what's different about you now mentally than when you first came up to the Oakland Knights? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm, I'm definitely a little more confident. Um, you know, I've always been confident in myself. Um that you know I'm, I'm kind of that quiet confidence uh but at the same time i was kind of timid kind of shy around the guys uh which was understandable but now you know i feel like a lot of these guys are good friends of mine um you know we mess around a lot compete a lot you know between each other friendly competition uh as well as you know give each other a hard time and i think that that it makes it fun as well as uh you know helps helps each other you know we kind of push each other to be better so um i would say confidence is a big thing for me you know, I, I think about expectations for you outside of you. There, there's huge expectations. But what expectations do you have of yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, I try to keep those to myself for the most part. But when I in terms of like naming certain things, but staying healthy is one uh, full 162 healthy. I want to make every start. I don't want to skip a start. And also just, you know, showing I can go deep into games, showing that I can keep this team in, in the in the contention to win games, you know, when I'm starting. I want to keep us in there as long as we can so and give us the best chance to win. So that's what I want to do. That's my goal is put us in a position to win every day. I'm glad, I'm glad you said going deep into games because there's a big question this year of what starting pitching is going to be like because let's face it, you guys only played for two months and then you're fortunate to play in the playoffs, but you really didn't have a full season last year. You now go into an offseason. Just take us through what it was like pitching through the pandemic and what do you think it's going to be like now that you're back to 162? Yeah, I mean, last year, you know, it was an abbreviated season. Um, you know, obviously we didn't get the innings that we all would probably want in a full season. So um, that makes it a little tough, gives it us a little, uh, you know, speed bump there. But I think that we're all prepared. I think that all the starters worked really hard in the offseason. Everyone looks really good, uh, in great shape. Arm looks good. So I think that, you know, we'll all be ready to go and, and show what we can do here and, and, you know, go deep into games, hopefully, like I said before. Now, when you report and you see all the guys around you and Mike Fires resigns, and we know how good Mike has been for the A's. He's 26-9 and nine since he put on the white cleats. Do you look around and just go, wow, we got a lot of depth on this starting staff? Yeah, I mean, not just on the starting staff. You know, we made some moves, and now you look at the bullpen, and, uh, you know, you look around that stretch, and you see some guys, and you're like, you know, we're deep. And, um, you know, I think we're all – we all have that mentality that, you know, whatever role we get put in, whatever job they give us, uh, you know, we're going to go and we're going to grind and we're going to do whatever we need to do to, to, you know, to pull out a win for the team. So um, I think there's a lot of talent. I think there's also a lot of camaraderie and a lot of great guys, which at the end of the day makes for, a, you know, a good pitching staff. So um, I couldn't be more excited. 
So talking to Elvis Andrus and talking to David Forrest, you know, we talked to them both about this club's expectation is to win. And David said, the general manager, hey, we like being the underdog. We don't mind that role. But Elvis, here's a guy that the A's we've competed against for a long, long time with the Texas Rangers and basically said the number one reason why he's happy to come here is because he wants to win and he thinks this club can win. Talk about uh, the silent confidence, I guess you could say, in that clubhouse where you finally won a playoff series last year against the White Sox. That This team's hungry and this team, it's all about winning. Yeah, it really is. Um, we have a great time. You know, you hear it a lot, and a lot of guys leave here saying they have a great time, and we have a great group of guys. But at the same time, we know when it gets down to business, you know, you know, we're going to get down to it. We're going to grind. We're going to do whatever we have to do. It's going to be a dogfight, uh, 162 dogfights we're going to have this year. And, uh, you know, we're looking to win more, way more uh, than we did last year, hopefully. So, uh, you know, I think that we're our expectations never change. I think that we're always uh, expecting to win a World Series, and that's our mentality going into spring. And I know – Throughout the offseason, talking to a lot of guys, that's what everyone has on their mind. You know, how excited were you when you heard it was going to be 162? Because there was all kinds of numbers floating out there about 120, 154. As a player, when you heard 162, what were your thoughts? I was extremely excited. Um, you know, I haven't been a, in a full 162 season. Um, I'm excited, you know, to be there, uh, to be with the team throughout the whole time, um, you know, helping the team get us in a position to win. So uh, I think that we all were very excited to play a full season and, uh, you know, we're just ready to get going. You know, the worst thing for a pitcher is when you have an injury and you're just constantly rehabbing and you, you don't feel like you're a part of it. It really, really is tough. And you mentioned your throwing partner, your buddy, AJ Puck, whether it's been the elbow, it, it's been the shoulder. How, how's he doing physically? And probably more importantly, how's he doing mentally? Uh, yeah, I mean, so physically, he's looking amazing. Uh, he's looking slimmer. Uh, he cleaned up some arm action stuff. I mean, he looks locked in. I haven't seen him this good since I met him. So physically, you know, I think I've said it before. I think he's going to break out this year. I think he's going to open a lot of eyes. And then mentally, uh, I don't know how he does it. He just stays sane, you know, keeps grinding forward, keeps pushing forward. Um, doesn't let, you know, these injuries get to his head too much. You know, obviously, it's frustrating, but then he just shakes it off and says, you know, I'm coming for it. So um, I'm really excited for him, you know, really proud of all the work he's put in and, you know, hopefully it's his year. And hopefully you're taking him on the golf course, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's without a question. I got him on the golf course. That's not even a doubt. <laughs> you gotta have those bragging rights. Oh yeah. No, I mean, we played a lot in the off season. Uh, I smoked him a bunch. He just got new clubs. So we'll see what happens. Oh, he's not playing the new club excuse, is he? Yeah. He kept playing it all offseason saying, wait till I get my new clubs. So now I got to go play with new clubs. <laughs> hey, let's end on this. You know, when there's a, a big question for you, and I and it can either be one of the left-handers or one of the right-handers, when you got to pick a guy's brain on the staff, who is the guy you go to and say, hey, I'm thinking about this, or I need a little help with this, or maybe it's some finance stuff off-field? Off Who's the guy you go to? Yeah, my guy is uh, Petit. I mean, just – since I got called up, I mean, everyone's been really helpful. Everyone's, you know, helped me out and, and been a great friend to me. But Petit to me is just an older brother, kind of like a dad. Um, I can go to him about anything. We can talk about anything. It doesn't matter. And uh, it's always helpful advice. So that, I mean, he lives in South Florida. He lives probably 25 minutes from me. Um, that's just a guy that I really look up to and, and a guy I appreciate. And it was a blessing we re-signed him, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it means it means more to all of us than than many people know. I mean, when he signed, the news broke 
uh, we were all extremely happy. Hey, great stuff. You look great. It's good to see you on the Zoom. Be well, be safe, and uh, can't wait to see you back in Oakland. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And last but not least, Trevor Rosenthal, who got traded from Kansas City over to San Diego, did not give up a run when he was a Padre last year. He was throwing the ball great, and uh, it's fantastic to have him with the ball club because this guy is going to save a lot of games for the Oakland A's. Well, it's one of the biggest signings of the offseason. Welcome to Oakland. How's it been so far starting out spring training with the Oakland A's? Oh, man, it's exciting. This is uh, It's always you know the best time of the year as a baseball player. Um, you know, you, you spend all winter preparing for the next season and training hard and, um, you know, just doing everything you can to put your best foot forward and then to finally get down here. And, and, you know, for me, um, you know, the excitement of having new teammates, a new team, a new year. I mean, it's, it's, uh, these first couple of days are, you know, you're just, you're just excited like a little kid. It's like, you know, first day of school getting out here on the field. You're no stranger to success and playing on very good teams. Obviously, what you did with the Cardinals, I mean, last year you were in the postseason with the Padres, a very talented team. And I think the one thing for all the new guys coming in, I think you understand that this ball club you're joining is built to win. 97 wins, two straight years. Last year won the division. So what's your first impression of the Oakland A's? Yeah, you know, yeah, I think my first impression has just really been, you know, for all these years, you know, being on the other side of the field and the other dugout and watching, you know, how this team plays. Um, I think, you know, the the brand of baseball that um, the A's have put out, um, you know, throughout their history is always, you know, a very distinct, um, you know, type of play where it's, it's always competitive. It's very, you know, it's, it's energetic. They, they, uh, you know, they have a strong uh, bond of, of players. And I think, um, they really lean on each other, but it's just, you know, it's always a cool uh, group of guys to see the diversity and how, you know, everything ends up uh, meshing together. So um, I'm, 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 you know, that, that fits my personality. I'm excited to be a part of that. I feed off of, of uh, my teammates a lot and um, I try and bring the energy to the ballpark every day for them. So I think, uh, you know, I think it's going to be just that and, and getting these first couple of days out of the way, getting, you know, meet everybody, all the new faces. And then as we get into games this weekend, you know, hit the ground running. Yeah, I think you you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, diversity is definitely a part of Oakland. There's always a lot of change. But, you know, under Bob Melvin, since he's been here, I mean, Bob's the nicest guy. He's a great communicator. But Bob wants to win every inning. He wants to win every game. He's so competitive. And that really uh, translates to the players that they understand that when, when you come here, that you're playing, you're playing for the division. And now a lot of guys are talking about, you know, trying to get to the world series and win the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's as a competitor, that's always the goal. You know, we want to be, you know, the best every single day. And, and um, like I said, when you have, you know, from the top down, when you got the front office, that's committed um, to putting the best team on the field. And then, you know, you just fill in underneath, you, you know, the manager, all the coaches, you know, all the support staff, um, you know, you, you can come in here. It doesn't take long to realize that everybody's, you know, serious about the business and about the work that, that we put in when we show up each day. And, um, and, and I think that's the reason this, uh, you know, this, this team, this franchise had so, has had so much success in the past. Let's face it. This off season was so bizarre. I mean, we're so used to going to the winter meetings, pretty much everybody signed by the winter meetings. And then after the winning meetings, all we care about is football, right? We care about, you know, the playoffs and the Super Bowl and then spring training. But I mean, you guys all signed so late and so many guys with the A's. What was, the, what was this off season like for you? 
I mean, really, I think, uh, when, you know, when you know you're going to be going into this kind of process, you kind of, you know, you have you have agents for a reason, you know, you have. And for me, I just I trust them. Um, I trust that they're going to, you know, ultimately uh, make, you know, the best and smart, you know, smartest decision for me and, you know, and work hard for me to, to make that happen. And, and I just view it as, you know, my job is to uh, is to throw baseball and, and to throw it well. So I, I just try and do everything I can to make sure I'm doing that. And then I let them. I let them do their job, and I've uh, I've been really happy with how things have turned out. I'm super happy about you know the way things worked out this year. It, you know, even if it took a little bit longer, um, but I think with you know being able just to focus on you know doing what I could you know what I could control, I guess uh, uh, to get ready, um, there wasn't really much um, you know doubt or worry that it was going to happen. I knew I knew I was going to have a job. It was just you know a matter of figuring out when and where. Yeah, and, and, and I think about last year, just so odd. You know, we had spring training, then shut down, then summer camp, then 60 games. You know, the A's were in the playoffs. You were in the playoffs with the Padres. And then it just ends, and it seems like this was a long, long offseason. What do you think it's going to be like? And I think probably mainly for starting pitchers, you didn't play a full season last year. How do you think that affects guys now going back into a full season? Yeah, I know um... – I mean, for me personally, I was, you know, fortunate, um, fortunate and for unfortunate. I was unfortunate because uh, I was feeling so good. Spring training was going so well. I felt like I had a really, um, you know, good full season ahead of me. And, and to have that cut down into, you know, a shorter, uh, a shorter sample, you know, I think was uh, not as much of a benefit to just me personally. But um, I, w- I was fortunate because when when we were sent home, um, I have a great, you know, support group and facilities and, and things that I could do um, back home where um, I never took any time off. I, I went home, I kept throwing, um, obviously couldn't, you know, replicate, you know, game speed exactly um, at the big league level, but, you know, throwing, working out every single day, um, um, mainly because I didn't know when we were going to start back up. I thought it was going to be a couple weeks and we were going to be back at it. So I wanted to, you know, keep the momentum I had throughout the spring and, and get back in into the summer, but it ended up being a lot longer than two weeks. Um, so I think for me, being able to throw throughout that whole shutdown and then come in and, and be on, I guess, you know, a, uh, uh, the same timeline, you know, as far as you know, going through spring training, a summer and then ending in October, the same timeline that, that we're used to and having a normal offseason. For me personally, I don't anticipate um, it being that much of a shock to the system this year as far as a, a, a workload standpoint. But um, I know, you know, the situation varies for, for every guy there, you know, there's some guys that couldn't do as much or, um, you know, didn't, you know, have the facilities to, to be able to uh, do all the things that they're used to. So um, it's hard to say for everybody, but I think as a whole, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be just fine. And well, obviously we got, we got to figure it out one way or another. You know, we were actually, before we started the interview, we, we were wrapping a little bit and I, and I told you how like Cody and I, my producer, the last official game we've been to was the A's playing the Rays in the wild card game. So it's actually been a long time. And I know for you, Kansas City and San Diego, and in the playoffs, you didn't play in front of fans. What, what do you think it's going to be like to get back in front of fans? Because you're going to have fans in Mesa. Yeah, it's going to be – I think it's just going to be um, – I mean, it's going to be another level. I think you're going to have even more adrenaline – then you realize, you know, you were missing in the last, in the last year without the fans. And um, it may be, you know, even a little bit of an adjustment having some, some more nerves, but um, at the end of the day, you know, that's what, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what makes it the big leagues. That's 
you know, that's the show. That's that's uh, having the people in the stands and having that atmosphere where, you know, you're excited to go out and, and perform and, you know, entertain. And that's that's what all of us kind of uh, have dreamed about all our lives is being able to uh, get out on that field and be underneath the lights in front of a, you know, a packed house. So uh, definitely looking forward to it forward to it you know hearing the buzz and you know even the you know just the smells the the concession stands and all those things that come along with it uh it's going to be it's going to be something to look forward to yeah i know you're itching to get back out there because the way you were throwing the ball uh, for the pot raise was unbelievable and i i know you want to replicate that and i and i and i think about you know your success as a closer and so many people talk about the high leverage innings i don't care what high high leverage inning you're there's nothing like getting the last three outs, the finality of the game. What is that like for you as a closer? Man, it's uh, just been, you know, it's been just a huge blessing, I think, you know, to to be, you know, able to have so many of those opportunities throughout my career so far. And, um, you know, I think for me, the reason I've been able to, you know, continue to have uh, success is just, I, I just try, you know, not to take it for granted. And, um, you know, I know, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole group of guys that have, worked hard for eight, nine innings um, to put me in the position um, to go out there and close it out. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all for them. And, um, you know, I want, I want, I want to have their back just as much as they have mine. And, you know, who, who doesn't like winning? It's fun. You know, like you said, get that last out and, and slap hands and, um, you know, go in the clubhouses. There's nothing, there's nothing better than that. Well, I got to tell you, when you signed, A's fans were absolutely thrilled. It's great to finally meet you. We look forward to having you on A's Cast Live throughout the year. Be safe, be well, and uh, enjoy Mesa, Arizona. Enjoy those first games. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Well, that will do it for A's Unfiltered. I want to thank Mike Fires, Jesus Lozardo, and Trevor Rosenthal. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.